because you're a mid and we know it it's the mid podcast your podcast for random shit geek stuff and wrestling you can follow us on twitter and youtube at the mid podcast you can also support the show by becoming a patreon go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast where you have access to our random shit episode you can also support the podcast by getting you some mid podcast merchandise Head over to themidpodcast.com and get you some merchandise. I need to pay for that. And you can also support the show by cash apping us. Dollar sign, The Mid Podcast. We are here today to do our pay-per-view review. AEW Revolution review. Could be pay-per-view of the year. It was fucking good. It was great. The revolution will be televised. It was a great show. And I'll admit, that card, eh, there were some matches that I really didn't. The main one was the tag match that I didn't care for. But even that was good. Oh, and nothing minute. bad happened in that match like the referee getting involved. So, we did our predictions. Uh-huh. Last week for Revolution, we tied. And we tied. 6 to 2. However, shithead Brendan won on the tiebreaker. Which was how many pinfalls would be in the Iron Man match. And I said four to three. And I said three to two. And there were seven pinfalls. And you won. I was happy. Yes. I was like, whoop, whoop. You don't get a win over mom very often. Uh, <laughs> so. I so wish we could. <gasps> That's what we should do. Go to the, like, Walmart or Target and buy one of those plastic AEW belts. And for the pay-per-views, when we do the previews and the reviews, the winner of, or when we do the review, the winner gets the belt. Gets the belt. Ah, good idea. We might have to look into that. That would be fun. Or... If we could get enough support, we could design our own mid-podcast belt and give every time we win. I looked at it. When we were in Hotlanta. Yes. So, the Revolution 2023 pay-per-view. Your overall thoughts before we dive deep into it. That was a fun show. Yeah, I thought it was good. I wasn't fond of the pre-show. Was a little too WWE esque for me. I could see it, but I like the way they did it. I like how they bring out the wrestlers and they were there with the fans instead of just giving us what we see on the night before after Rampage. If that makes sense. Mm hmm. And I don't know who the stylist is, but Renee, you need a better stylist because that jacket was not look, looking flattering on you. 
needed to be tapered a little bit. I mean, it looked like a potato sack. If it was tapered on the side, it would have looked a lot better. It made you look a lot better. Also, your bias sucks. Whenever when somebody talks about John Moxley, you can read your face and your bias sucks. So, you need to be an unbiased reporter. That's her husband. Of course she's going to be biased. It don't matter. You don't need to be biased coming across TV. Hey, Mom. Hmm? Before we get deeper into this, should we mention what unbiased thing we just did? Should we do it for this, or should we wait to our weekly AEW review that we'd be recording after this? It's up to you. I think we should wait for the regular AEW review. Okay. So, our pre-show, we had only one match on the pre-show. Bleacher Report lied. And it was Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers versus the Varsity Athletes and Ari Davari. I wonder who has more money, Tony Khan or Ari Davari? TK. I don't know. According to Ari Davari, he gave Tony Khan the money to buy Ring of Honor. <laughs> eh. I don't know. Tess said if uh, you found Tony wallet, uh, Tony Khan's wallet in the floor, it'd be hard to lift. Probably. He probably doesn't carry cash on him. Probably not. Or if, or if you're like most people, you carry very little cash. Because if cash gets stolen, you can't replace it. If they steal your debit cards or your credit cards, you can replace those. Like, as soon as my card gets missing, I can shut my debit card off. I can, too. Through an app on the phone. Same thing with my credit cards. I log in, I can have them bitches shut off immediately. So, I'm always up for some redneck kung fu. Mm-hmm. So, we start off with Penta and Nice. Nice plays with Penta, keeps rolling in and out of the ring. Finally, we get all the men in the ring, and we get my favorite word, chaos. Love chaos. Chaos in wrestling is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote, Ari Divari is getting some redneck kung fu training. I want some redneck kung fu training. Mark Briscoe does a flipping neck breaker on Woods off of the apron. Finally, the varsity athletes and Ari Davari have Penta isolated. Penta begins to fight back. Then we see the varsity athletes and Ari Davari doing a good job of wearing Penta down. Then finally, he makes a tag to Phoenix, his brother. Um, he comes in. Then he makes a tag to Mark. Mark comes in and begins to clean house. Mark hits a net breaker on poor Ari Davari. Nice gets a two count on Mark Briscoe, who is saved by the Lucha Brothers. Um, Mark and the Lucha Brothers win the match. But the best part of this match was the hype man Alex. Grabbing Mark Sterling, throwing him in the ring to the Lucha Brothers, and they hit the fear factor. Yeah. No, the best part was them carrying Mark Sterling out. Oh, after he took the fear factor. It was 
One had one leg, one had the other, and one was carrying him by the arms. But that was a pretty good match for good for your pre pre card match. I ain't ever gonna complain when I see redneck kung fu on my TV. So we open up Revolution. No thanks to your boy SRS who said that the Christian match was gonna open up the show. Um, we open it up with Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Chris Jericho has not dropped three matches in a row since 2017. Damn. He's also opened every Revolution pay-per-view three years in a row. And lost. Yeah. But Jericho don't like putting over younger talent because he's an egotistical maniac. Hmm. You know what they be saying on the Twitters? Like I said. Hmm. So the stipulation for this match was the Jericho Appreciation Society is banned from ringside, which we'll get into. So the match starts. Ricky and Jericho begin to throw down. Um, Ricky Starks uses Jericho like a damn punching bag. Like, he had Jericho up in the corner and was just throwing lefts and rights in his gut. Ricky drives Jericho into the barricade. Jericho finally gets some offense. He sends Starks off the apron into the barricade. Ricky does a nice DDT on Jericho, gets a two count. Starks blocks the code breaker. And then Starks thrust kicks Jericho. Jericho goes for the walls of Jericho and Starks transitions it into a single leg crab. And then Sammy Guevara comes down to the ring, which, why the fuck is he coming down to the ring if the Jericho Appreciation Society is banned? Because long-term story. No, I don't know. There need to be some repercussions for that shit because he violated the, the stipulation. Out of nowhere... Action Andretti attacks this little punk bitch. Go, Action Andretti. And, of course, everybody's suckiest referee in the world, Aubrey Edwards, ain't paying attention. And this is not the first time I'm going to bitch about her during this review. The next time, it's going to be a good ramp. Jericho hits Starks with the back. Uh, Ricky blocks the Judas effect. Ricky hits the Rochambeau and gets the win. So this is two wins Ricky Starks has over Chris Jericho. Please be done and move on. Mm -hmm. The feud is over. The match was really good. It's alright. Ricky Starks is star material. Yeah. Just saying. Scrap the title to him. Then we move on to our burial match featuring Christian Cage and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And Christian comes out in a sleeveless turtleneck. If that doesn't say heel, I don't know what does. He was making a fashion statement. That was a great fashion statement. I'm going to get me one of those. 
That'd be like, you know, your daddy walk in with a, a sleeveless turtleneck on. You know you getting your ass whooped. Like, what the fuck did you do? Um, There's a rumor that Christian's contract is up soon. Are you sorry? Hmm. So both of the men come out of their corner, respective corners like a boxing match and they begin to tee off on each other. Then we see Christian going through the crowd. I was wondering if he was baiting Jungle Boy out into the crowd. They fight in the crowd. They get back in the ring. Christian is stretching the shit out of poor Jungle Boy. Then Christian begins to choke him with a belt. And they make it up to where the casket's located. And Christian begins to pull chairs out of the casket. First of all, who puts cast chairs in a casket? Uh, people. AEW. Yeah. Um, we notice Christian has been busted open. No pun intended. Um, I put in my notes. Christian teaches Jungle Boy what the capital of Taiwan is. <laughs> For those that don't know, explain that, Brendan. It's Bangkok. <laughs> Meaning he hit him in the nuts. Then he puts Jack in the casket and he's trying to shut the lid. Jack blocks him. Christian hits the kill switch. Then he gets ready to do a concerto. Jungle Boy moves. Jack hits Christian with the shovel. I guess that's a new meaning to laying dirt. Christian is faded. Jack's going for a concerto. I put, I put in my notes, holy fuck, he did it. Then Jack puts Christian in the casket. I thought it was taking too long. And I thought Christian was going to pop back up. But he doesn't. Jack shuts the casket. The casket drops, which was really cool. And Jungle Boy Jack Perry gets the win. Fun match. I enjoyed it. I want to see more first burial matches in AEW. That should be the House of Black special match. Hmm, interesting. Good thought. Um, this match has potential to be match of the night, in my pe- opinion. Eh. It was good, but... I'm just saying, we'll, we'll discuss further. So, moving on, we move on to our Trios Championship match featuring the Elite, which is the Young Bucks and one Kenny Omega, the true wrestling god, versus House of Black. Um, I put Julia Hart doing some Freddy Krueger shit with them nails. How is she doing Alexa Bliss's gimmick better than Alexa Bliss. Because it ain't that hard. Um, We get Buddy Matthews and Kenny Omega starting it off. Then Malachi comes in. Now, I will say, I want to see a Kenny Omega Malachi Black one-on-one. Yes. They could tear down the house. Malachi hits an armbar on Omega. Um, he tags in Matt Jackson. Matt wants Brody King. I put, what the fuck? 
Does Matt have a death wish? Yeah, that was stupid. I mean, I know Brody King's a nice guy in person. Don't think he's that nice when he's in the wrestling ring getting where to whoop your ass. <laughs> I mean, he's scary in person. Very. Just looking at him. Very like, scary. How scared were you to meet him? Uh, very. He is a big motherfucker. <laughs> but he is a wholesome big motherfucker. Okay, Matt. So, Matt decides he didn't want to do that, and he went to tag in Nick, and both Nick and Omega like, no, dude, this is all you. Not for me. <laughs> As they moved away from the apron, they're like, oh, you, baby. Then we see Brody takes down the Young Bucks. Then we have all six men in the ring. Omega grabs the ref, moves the ref out of the way so they can start throwing down. Then Matt hits a crossbody on Matthews and Black. Nick gets a one count on Brody. I think the best part of this match was when Kenny Omega accidentally hit Julia Hart with the V-trigger. And then he looked at her like, oh well, that's what you get, and kept going. Yeah, so... After he asked, probably asked her nicely to get down. Like, please get down. Never mind. Then we get a two count by Malachi Black. They hit a Dante's Inferno, get a two count. They have Omega isolated. I forgot, did they pin Omega? Did Omega take the pin or did one of the Bucks take the pin? Uh, I want to say Matt took the pin. It was Matt. Alright, so Matt take the pin, and House of Black are your new trios champions. Fun. Fun match. But there was no build-up to this story. Why did they let House of Black win? There was build-up. It was just poor. But TK came out and said that the visa issue with Kenny delayed stuff. Buddy Matthews not being there one night kind of messed some stuff up, but they still went through with it. So. Yeah. So, now we move on to the AEW women's title match. Woot woot. Woot woot. Woot woot. Match of the night. Match of the night. Match of the night. No. No. I'm very, very happy. No. Yep. So, our friend Bobbert. We love Bobbert. I sent him a picture of Tony Storm this morning and said, Happy Hump Day. And he replied, he said, You picked the photo where she looks drunk as fuck. And I went, Yep, just for you. He says, So, when are we getting our revolution review? Can't wait to hear what you have to say about goth Barbie. Talking about Ruby Soho. That's his name for Ruby Soho. Man, that's some bullshit. That he calls her Garth Barbie? No, what she did to hate her. Oh. Well, I don't appreciate it. Well, we'll get into that. Bullshit. So, this is a three-way for your AEW Women's Championship featuring Saraya, Ruby Soho, 
and one Jamie Hater. Um, I put in my notes, what the fuck is up with Soho's hair? I did not like her hairstyle. I was getting, uh, um, shit, what's it called? I forgot what it's She was kind of giving me Ray vibes from fucking Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And you know how I feel about that cunt whore bitch. You're just mad because she kissed Adam Driver and you didn't. No. I don't blame the actress. I blame the writing. No. The actress sucked. The writing sucked. She's a cunt whore bitch that should not be in my fucking goddamn Star Wars movies. Okay. Now, moving on. Soho does a drop kick on Soraya. Ruby looks to be in control early. Then we have Soraya stomping the shit out of Jamie Hayter. Then Hayter slams Soraya on the apron. Hayter knocks the fuck out of Tony Storm, who distracted the ref. Hayter pins Soho and retains. Then Tony Storm decides she gonna take out Britt Baker, which I don't understand why everybody hates Britt Baker. And then she attacks Jamie Hayter. And then Ruby Soho goes, you don't run this place. It's our home, bitches. And this sets up Ruby Soho joining Storm and Soraya. Boo. So your thoughts. Woohoo, Jamie Hayter retained. So I'm happy about that. Yes, Jamie Hayter did retain. She Ruby Soho took the pin, which we knew they wasn't going to let Soraya take the pin. But uh, Hayter won. And I don't appreciate what they did to Brit and Hater after. Sheeta needs to come out and start kicking ass. And who is they? I need specific names. Ruby Soho, Soraya, and Tony Storm. What you got against Tony Storm? Besides, she's an evil cunt bitch. Uh, that she's feuding with Jamie Hater right now. That's what I have against her. And when she stops feuding with Jamie Hater. All like Tony Storm again. So you're a bandwagoner. No. I just enjoy Jamie Hayter more than I enjoy Tony Storm. It's the accent. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, well, I mean, Tony ain't gotta be a bitch. I mean, she even spray-painted poor RJCD's leather jacket. Yeah, that's... We forgot to talk about that. RJCD was finally on a pay-per-view. Yay! But, I mean, she didn't have to be rude to him. He didn't do nothing to her. Nope. Her little bitch ass needs to go back to New Zealand with her her husband, rock hard, Juice Robinson. RJ City was just doing his job. Yeah. And he got bullied for it. By Tony Storm. She's a bully. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever want to see Tony Storm with the AEW championship anymore. She's a cunt. I wouldn't go that far. She is a cunt whore bitch. Yeah, be nice to Tony Storm. I still like Tony Storm. I still like Soraya. I still like Ruby Soho. But I like them less right now. So then we move on to our Texas death match. Too much blood. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Featuring Hangman, Adam Page, Boo, and John Moxley. Yay! 
Uh, yeah, Twitter kind of exploded during this match. I thought this match was the right amount of blood and chaos. I mean, it's a goddamn Texas death match. What the fuck were you expecting? Uh, no Balloons color. and roses? No color. This ain't fucking WWE. And then people on Twitter are acting, oh, there's too much blood. But your bitch ass probably watch a goddamn horror movie. Yeah, horror movies are ass. Stop the goddamn pearl clutching. And we'll get into that later on, too. So, anyway, Hangman attacks Moxley as Moxley is coming through the crowd. Um, I put in my notes, Moxley, give this motherfucker another concussion. Be nice to Hangman. He's cool. He's a nice person. He reminds me of the rhinestone cowboy. That's all I'm saying. Um... Then we see Hangman with some barbed wire. Mox is bleeding, which we should have did an over and under on that one. There is blood everywhere. I put people on Twitter bitching. I mean, Mox pulled out a fork and jabbed it into his head and the blood squirted everywhere, which is like probably the best part of this match. No, yes. Yes. Hangman takes a kick to the back of the head. Um, Hangman was thrown into a chair with barbed wire on it or something that was set up in the corner so hard that it pulled some of his hair out. That you literally could see his hair hanging there. Good thing it was not skin. Yeah. Moxley hits a cutter and I was like, kick his ass, Moxley. Then there's a pile driver on the chair to Hangman's head. And then we see Hangman begin to bite Moxley's hand. And then Moxley sets up the barbed wire board between some chairs. And Mox gets put into the barbed wire board. And then you see Mox pulling barbed wire up Hangman's back. I mean, I guess if you need a back, back scratcher, it might work. Um... Then the barbed wire board that was set up between the chairs, Hangman was supposed to go through it, but he overshot it. A ref gets to a nine count. Hangman gets back in the ring. And then we see Moxley do a curb stomp with the brick on Hangman's hand. I just knew he broke that man's hand. Then Hangman hits Moxley with a brick. He hits a lariat. And then he began to choke Moxley out with a chain by throwing him over the top rope. And he wins by tap out. What the fuck? Mm, Fun finish. I like the finish to the match. The finish to the match was interesting. It would have been better if Moxley would have won. I hate Hangman. You just... I don't know why you hate Hangman. You just do. I do, and I will tell you off the air. 
So next we move on to our TNT Championship title match featuring one Wardlow mm, versus Samoa Joe. Joe begins beating up on poor Wardlow. Wardlow begins fighting back. Wardlow hits a snap suplex on Joe. And then we see Powerhouse Hobbs looking on because, you know, Powerhouse don't care who's going to win this match because he's kicking ass Wednesday night. Um, Wardlow wins by submission with Joe's own sleeper move. Nothing like big sweaty men slapping meat. Not at all. Your thoughts on this match? Um, It was going to be hard to follow that Texas death match. I mean, it was still a solid match. Um, sucked for Wardlow that he lost his title already. And not due to a wrestling match. We'll talk about that when we do news. <laughs> um, next we have our four-way tag match for the AEW Tag Team Belts. Get ready for the bitching. The Guns, who are your champions. Versus Jared and Lethal versus Acclaim versus Orange Cassidy and fucking Dan Housing. And I like Dan Housing, but I don't like Dan Housing wrestling. Hey, Dan Housing was good in this match. Um, this was brought up on commentary. The guns come out first, and normally the champ, the champions would enter last. They get the option of either coming out first or last. And they chose to come out first. Because it's the gun show, baby. Then we see Sanjay and Satnam Singh showing off their Indian heritage. And by Indian, I mean the country. I really like their get up. Yeah. Then we get Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett starting off. OC hits a drop kick. Danhausen is getting beat up by Lethal. Um... Then I put in my notes, well, you know it's going to go to fuckery because fucking stupid cunt ref again. Then the guns begin to beat up on Danhausen. Orange Cassidy hits a DDT on Austin Gun. Austin tags in lethal. Because basically you could tag in anybody in this match. Which I don't understand. I have a question. So, like, if you were the opponent, so, like, say you had, like, Austin and Orange Cassidy in the match. Mm-hmm. Could Austin go attack Danhausen and Danhausen would have to come in and fight Orange Cassidy? The New Day did that once. So I guess. I just thought about that. That would be fucked up. You gotta fight your own partner. Well, what the New Day did was I forgot who they tagged out, but they it was Kofi and Xavier and they went into the ring together. And one of them just laid down. And the other one pinned him. But it got broken up. Well, I mean, like, smart, innovative offense wins wrestling matches. I was just wondering. So then we see a scissor me timbers on poor Sanjay. The crowd chants ass boys. I put the match has been decent. The guns clothesline Lethal and Jarrett. Then Singh sends the guns outside the ring. Then Daddy Ass hits the Famouser on Singh. 
the guns hit a low blow to the daddy ass. Then we have the guns and the acclaim in the ring fighting. Then we have Colton with the save. Because the acclaim almost had won their titles back. Then Jared has the guitar. And he's going to hit Max Caster with it. And he ducks. And then Caster is going going after Jared. And the cunt inserts herself into this. First of all, she grabbed the guitar, which there was no disqualification in this match. Right? Because it was a four-way match. Oh, I'm unsure. Anyway, so... Anyway, the cunt inserts herself into this match as she pushes Jeff Jarrett. Fuck you, bitch. It's not your job to put hands on a competitor. You're not a goddamn motherfucking competitor. If you want to be, fucking train and get your ass in the ring and quit putting on stripes and being a fucking whore. That fucking pissed me off to pissivity. And then you go on fucking Twitter and cry and bitch that nobody likes me because I'm a woman. No, bitch, I'm a goddamn motherfucking woman and I don't like your motherfucking ass because you don't know how to goddamn fucking referee because you gotta make it all about you because you think you're the most goddamn most important thing in AEW. You are not! Do you hear me? You are not! You need to be fired. Fuck you, whore. Anyway, the the guns are Austin Gun actually pins Danhausen and they retain their belts. And Renee gets in the ring to interview the guns, and we hear music. It is the return of one FTR. I was very happy. You yell so loud you scared the poor kitty cat. I did not mean to scare kitty cat, but FTR is back. I'm happy. FTR hits the ring, and we start brawling. And I put a note that Cash looks a lot bigger than he did when he left. He does. And then Cat, uh, Dax got busted open, and nobody knows how. Welcome. But, I mean, if you're really in a street fight like that, and you hit somebody the right way, you can bust them open and have blood. So, maybe... Uh-huh. One of the guns hit him good and busted him open. <clears throat> I just think this match was better than what I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah, I did too. Except for <coughs> my rant. I just went on and yelled in the fucking microphone because I was so fucking pissed. <coughs> to the point now I'm in a coughing spell. See what that fucking whore bitch does to me? (coughs) Moving on. Moving on. We are in our Iron Man match. 60 minute Iron Man match. Featuring the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Versus everybody's favorite AEW champion. One. CM Punk. Maxwell Jacob Freeman. MJF. MJF. 
Yeah, that's like Matt Cole. You're the AEW champion. Yeah, I did name my cat after MJF. Um, a orchestra comes out and begins playing Max's theme, which was really cool. He comes out in the Joker mask. I put in parentheses. That kind of turns me on. What the fuck? <laughs> they lock up. We see Danielson with an ankle lock. I put MJF looking good in the ring. MJF is focused on Danielson's shoulder. There's a sunset flip powerbomb by Danielson on Maxwell. The match goes back and forth. Danielson gets the first pin. Um, MJF hits a low blow on Danielson, causing Danielson to get a win by disqualification. And then MJF gets two quick falls, and we are tied two to two. Then we have a drop kick that sends MJF out of the ring. Danielson is busted open. MJF is looking pissed. Then we have Danielson with the label lock, and it's tied up three to three. MJF with Salt of the Earth. Danielson rolls. Crowd begins to chant, This is wrestling. Then I have. I want to say Danielson hit this, but I'm not sure because I didn't write this down. But there was a tombstone pile driver from the second rope. I think Danielson hit it on. No, Max hit it. Okay. <clears throat> And Max tapped after the 60 minutes was up. So it was a draw. So we're under the impression that it's a draw. Max is still champion. The crowd is like in shock. Like what the fuck? They're pissed. And then we hear there's going to be a sudden death rules. Per Tony Khan, he would not let it in in a draw. So Max hits a low blow. Rolls up, holds the trunks, to get a two count. Then MJF kicks out at a two count from Danielson. Maxwell hits Danielson with the um. Then Maxwell hits Danielson with the oxygen tank because after the original match, the medics came in and was giving <laughs> Max oxygen and they were checking on both men. <clears throat> and Max hits him with the oxygen tank. I guess that's a good way to get some eight is some oxygen. Mm-hmm. Then MJF with the LaBelle lock on Danielson. Danielson tries to fight through but ends up tapping and MJF retains. Throughout this match you can see Max taking water breaks. As he would roll out of the ring and look under the ring and get a bottle H2O of water. H2O is important. Yeah. Maxwell also, being the heel that he is, grabbed a cup of some type of beverage because there's been conflicting reports on what it was and threw it on a kid and everybody began their little pearl clutching and crying and what the fuck ever. Hey, that kid gotta go backstage. So, in the end, who really won? But it's just all the fucking 
fake goddamn outrage on Twitter. If you go back and look at this shit, the mom clearly kind of hand smacks the cup. There's been conflicting reports that people that were in that area, sitting in that area, said that somebody from AEW came up and talked to them beforehand. Then there was conflicting reports that it was water. No, it was tequila. I'm sorry. I am not handing anybody a cup of tequila because tequila is expensive. Yeah. Are you done? I'm just sick of the fake goddamn outrage. Just in general. Which would be a whole nother podcast. Yeah. It is what it is. Nobody's ever going to be happy. So who fucking cares? Where the fuck can I find me a kid and go sit front row and I'll be like, here, throw this on this kid so, you know, he get all upset and start crying and whatever and I can go backstage and meet Tony Khan. Take Aiden. <laughs> I know I need to take Aiden. And you call Aiden Alita and see if I can borrow Aiden. It's like, hey. Can we borrow? But it's going to be water because if I'm buying tequila, you ain't throwing tequila on my nephew. No. <laughs> Because tequila's expensive. Very. <laughs> but it was a good match. Max proved the critics wrong, and he could hang for 60 minutes. 60 plus minutes, actually. 67, I think, is the final runtime of it. So that's good. So now the question is, who will be Maxwell's next opponent? Hanger. Mm, wake me up when it's over. But I saw this on Twitter. They AEW posted something about uh, what's next for the Elite. And Kenny told Don Callis that they'll talk about it. So could you see a Kodo Ibushi debut soon? And Kodo Ibushi and Kenny Omega in the Young Bucks feud? Hmm. Uh, maybe. Or I could see a Maxwell-Kenny Omega feud. Or Kenny Omega-Takeshita versus Young Bucks feud. Mm. Since Don Callis has been eyeballing Takeshita. I've been eyeballing Takeshita too. Oh, in a different way though. (laughs) But Revolution, 10 out of 10. I am the current mid-podcast pay-per-view... Prediction winner. Champion of the world. Boo sheets. Thank you, tiebreaker. Do more Iron Man matches, please. It's boo sheets that you won. (laughs) I do not like losing. Losing is not an option. Well, it was for you on Sunday. Well, evidently it was dipshit. (laughs) Um... I give it a 9.5 out of 10. I'm going 10. Every match was good. They're great. Mm, the only reason I am... Um, going, what'd I say? Non-whatever. Nine and a half. Because of the fucking cunt-ass bitch referee ruining the match. That's your personal opinion. 
Oh, WWE sources have indicated that they will be moving premium live events to Saturday. Oh, they're also trying to get a being able to bet on matches in Michigan and Colorado. But, anywho. That is our AEW Revolution pay-per-view review. It was a very good Good pay-per-view. On on paper, it didn't look like it was going to be that great. But on pay-per-view, it was great. But Tony Khan is the king of pay-per-views, so... In faith and trust we have in him. So. It's all good. Because you know he's not going to fail. To um, deliver on a pay-per-view. But. We'll see you lovely people. Next time. For double or nothing. Is our next pay-per-view right? Uh Uh-huh. For AEW. You'll be at the race. I should be in Vegas. Our next overall pay-per-views for WrestleMania. Yeah. Also, um, MJF worked AEW Revolution banged up. Says this was reportedly the results of a brawl that happened a couple weeks ago. I think when Danielson looked like he knocked him the fuck out. Probably. So, kudos to my man MJF for working hurt. You the man. You the man. You the man. And so we will be back with our AEW weekly review. Goodbye. Goodbye.